What's up, bankers? Howdy, bankers. How the fuck is everyone doing, huh? It's an off week. I feel I feel dead inside, but also kind of like I'm okay with not having a race this week. Yeah, I'm okay. I, I, I'm emotionally. I'm. Uh, it was an emotional roller coaster the last couple of weeks. My boy Charlotte Claire won the first race. He lost the second race. Sergio Perez should have won, but Nicholas Latifi crashed into the wall. I. We were right about him all along, but everyone was <laughs> mad that we were criticizing him in the first place. But now we're seeing the fruits of our labor. We were right about one thing: was that Nicholas Latifi, uh, maybe isn't qualified to be in Formula One. Um, but you know what? Let's not turn off on such a controversial tone, Matt. We have we have authors on the pod today. Okay. They write these things called books, Brian. Yeah. They write books and they they go on paper. Yeah. And and you re and you use your eyeballs to decipher the the squiggly lines and then it goes into your brain and then you have information. Yeah, I famously don't read. Um and I read a bu- I read the Kimi Raikkonen biography, which was a slog and a half. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> We talked. We talked. We you know we did a little pre call with our with our guests, and they said that they you know I don't read, but they don't listen to podcasts. So I feel like we have a, yeah, we have so a perfect synergy of the auditory and the visual learners here. Both bo- both both sound equally smart when they say it. That's right. <laughs> but but what's funny is what's funny is when we asked them, we sent in our email exchange, we asked them for advanced copy of the book, and they said that they couldn't do that because they hadn't released it yet, and it's not through edits. And I was like, oh shucks. And Brian was like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> fuck yes. I don't have to read this. I don't have to read. Well, you know, so but I will be reading. I will be reading this book because this book is this book is setting up to be a fucking tasty, tasty, tasty little little. Sitting by the fireside and read about some Formula One drama because we have the authors of Racing with Rich Energy, How a Rogue Sponsor Took Formula One for a Ride. We have Elizabeth Blackstock and Alanis King on the podcast today. Hi. Hello. Um, so for our listeners, introduce yourself so they can distinguish who who is who. Ah, uh, Yes. Um, I'm Alanis. I am the one who sounds stupid. Uh, I'm a longtime <laughs> automotive and motorsports reporter and writer and everything. And yeah, I wrote a book with Elizabeth. And I'm Elizabeth and also am a automotive and motorsport writer. And I wrote a book with Alanis. That's crazy. When? No, fancy seeing you here. And you guys, you guys are both ladies from Texas. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. You're real, you're real Texas born and bred. So step off Daniel Ricardo. Uh-huh, do, 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 exactly. do, do you feel do you feel like do you feel like he's appropriating you or mocking you when he does that shit? No, when he I comes think in being really... like, "Howdy, everybody! I'm Daniel Ricardo." I think that's really lovely, actually, um, because I would make fun of myself. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that Daniel Ricardo is doing it for me. <laughs> but he's like kind of corny, right? I that's mean, great. I am so too. Is Texas. See, see, when Listen. you said your name was Al- Alanis, I was yes. about to sing. Isn't it ironic to you? But I thought that's yeah. fucking corny. And I asked you, does anyone sing Alanis to you? And you, what, what did you say to me? Well, I said Daniel Ricardo didn't sing it to me, but he did call me Alanis Morissette a bunch. So, like, when I interviewed Daniel Ricardo last year at the U.S. Grand Prix in 2021. I, I had an interview with him on Thursday. I met him and I said, hi, my name's Alanis. He said, oh, like more set. And I said, yeah. And so we had this whole conversation. Then 15 minutes later, he gets up and he goes to give me a fist bump. And he goes, Alanis Morissette, thanks a lot. And I was like, dude, you came from an ESPN thing. You're about to go get your seat fitted to drive Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s race car. Like, 
how did you sit here for 15 minutes and remember my name at the end of this? Like, that is pretty impressive. My bar is low, but it was cleared. I'll tell you why he remembered. Because he's like, I'm going to call her Alanis Morissette at the end, and it's going to be so fucking charming, and everyone's going to lose their shit. And he was thinking about that the <laughs> well, whole he interview. But he didn't, he didn't remember your name. He remembered Alanis <laughs> Morissette's name. <laughs> That's fair. You know what? That is absolutely fair. And you know what? It was charming. Congratulations, Daniel. We're going to accomplished. It's, he is it's it, it it's painful how charming he is. It's painful. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um so you you know, you were Alanis, you were talking about how you're into you you were watching the NASCAR race right now that you've got into more I am currently watching NASCAR. So yes. w- <laughs> when did Formula One enter your sphere? Did it start with Na- if you know, two girls from Texas, did you did it did it start with NASCAR and then and then turn into Formula One? How recently how how long has Formula One been in your orbit? That's a good question. So um, when I was a kid, when I was about 12 years old and like whatever age that is, like sixth, seventh grade or something, I got free tickets to a NASCAR race. It was around the time of the recession in 2008 ish. Mm -hmm. And my mother said, we're not going on vacation this year, but I got some NASCAR tickets. And I was like, that sounds like the most redneck, horrible time (laughs) I have ever heard. I would rather not do that. And she was like, we're going. So we get there, and it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Had no idea what a car was. Had no idea anything. Didn't know who Dale Earnhardt Sr. was. I didn't know what was going on. I decided that that was what I was going to do for a living. So I got into NASCAR first, and then a few years later, I got into Formula One. And I've been doing all of it ever since. Yeah. And how about you? What about what about you? Yeah. yeah. Me? I actually I grew up in Michigan, so I was right. born and raised around the automotive industry. So like cars were a thing for my family from I left the womb and immediately like got in a Trans Am. Um, You're that you European yeah. <laughs> fucks who think you own fucking motorsport cars. Yeah. You ever heard yeah. of well, Henry like Ford <laughs> pieces of shit? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but we 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 did the whole NASCAR thing until Dale Earnhardt Sr. died because we were watching that race at my brother's birthday party. No. Uh, and my mom was like, yeah, my mom was like, all right, we're we're done with this. Um, and like I was kind of sort of in the orbit of cars forever is that a core memory for you yes it is it is a core memory it's a core trauma is what it is (laughs) ouch i remember watching that i was i didn't watch nascar at all but i remember i think i was watching that Mm -hmm. race when it happened and i remember being like it was big it was was a big deal we were not earnhardt fans in the slightest in fact we absolutely hated him but it was still sad we still you know we, we have empathy as humans um but we got like, you know, we stopped doing it and then I stopped liking cars because it's not cool to like what your parents are into. Right. Uh, and then I got What did really you switch to? What did you pivot to? I did music, actually. I was really okay. into like heavy okay. metal and Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like eighties like hair metal. Not no okay. like older, older stuff. Like Kiss? Yeah, Kiss. Van Halen's my favorite band. Motley Crue, I went through a big Motley Crue phase. What about um, like White Snake and shit like that? White Snake, it was always like that was cheesier, but it was like the stuff I enjoyed as like a guilty pleasure. Like, okay. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's good. Okay. I still listen to it all the time. Like, that's that's my thing. I haven't, I have not evolved past that era of my life. Um, <laughs> I haven't evolved past any era of my life. I'm actually the same as I was when I was 12. Um, I listen to the same Sounds music. Right. I'm yeah. still same. in love with Chris Angel. I've been in love with Chris Angel since the age of 12. <laughs> he was like 40 at that time. Now I'm 26 and he's 54 and I still love him. Haven't, haven't changed at all. <laughs> Don't ever change. You, you, mm-hmm. you, you saw that yearbook thing that people write 
don't ever change, Alana. Yeah, so you're like, got it. Got I it. absolutely got it. Done. I will Done. be. I will be forty, Check. and Chris Angel will be like eighty, and I will still be in love with that man. That's just yeah. How you're it a works. little younger, so you're not like just watching reruns of The OC. No. No. Oh. What was your show? What was your show? Uh, Chris Angel, Mind Freak. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, stupid question. Stupid question. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Too easy. Matt, please stop. Chris Matt, Angel Mind was my television show, as well as Yu-Gi-Oh. I was not a Pokemon kid. I was a Yu-Gi-Oh kid. A Yu-Gi-Oh kid. I'm still You're a Yu-Gi-Oh freak. kid. I go to Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> events. I go to conventions with the voice actors from Yu-Gi-Oh. They all know me. I love them. This is what I do. I'm still 12. Holy shit. Wow. Guess what we're not talking about is motor <laughs> racing for the rest of this podcast. Absolutely not. I never talk about motor racing. What is that? So so, so how did y'all uh, hook up? Code switching? <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, how did how did we get together? Uh, yes. Elizabeth, go ahead. Oh, God. we So we went to UT at the exact same time, and we never once crossed paths no. while we were there. Um, even though you like came and interviewed my Formula SAE team, I did that I was on at the time. <laughs> I had no idea What's who you Formula were. What's a Formula SAE? Sorry, you're gonna have to. Bet. What's yeah. a Formula SAE team? <laughs> it, you basically design and build an open wheel car uh, as a, a college team. So that what was, the was, fuck? Yeah. You can do that? Yeah, yeah you can do That's that. You take so it to competition. Sick. We did awful. It was fine. <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> Like a full motorized, like a full motorized, like how fast were they They weren't going? fast. It was like 60 mile an hour top okay. speed. But Who okay, drove okay. these cars? Uh, our engineers. We just got, <laughs> like there were, there were some teams that would have like cart racers that they would hire to come do stuff and like build them up through the team to have them do competition. And ours was just like, I worked on the car a really long time and I fit in the seat. So I am going to drive. <laughs> that was it. That's great. Right. It was great. Holy it was a good time. Holy shit. That's a cool like what, what was yeah. your responsibility in this college formula team? I uh, I did communications. I I'm not technical in the slightest. So Neither I just took pictures and did tweets. <laughs> I did I did learn how to machine. So I machined some parts of our car. Like I did some bolts and stuff, but like not not anything integral. I was not they didn't need me. I'm regretting every life choice <laughs> I ever made. I really like how Elizabeth said integral instead of integral. It's like you just really said like accurate integra right there. And then you just added an L at the end of it. That was that really not how you say integral. Elizabeth says integral. And she also says vag instead of vague. And I really want to go off on my accent. Whoa, 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 whoa. I've heard, I've heard integral and vag is vag is made I've up. never heard vag. 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 That's the craziest shit I've ever she heard. Says that is you're alone on that island. And I'm obsessed with it. She always says vag. She's like, oh, this no. section of the book is really vag. And I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up to get roasted. I'm like, it's one of those. Can we get more specific here? This is vague. This is vagway. Vagway. Oh my god. So um, are we watching the the dissipation of a partnership. So oh no, so guys- Elizabeth. <laughs> no. Oh no, Elizabeth. Make fun of me. You know, you know where to go with this. Go for it. What? Oh I mean, you kind of self-own you yourself it with the Chris no, I don't oh need to do anything. No. I just need to hold the light on you. And <laughs> no, be like, there's All a right. no. There's a very specific event that is very embarrassing for me. Oh no. You know this. You know what this. What is it? Give me a hint. No, like, I don't listen when you talk, Alanis. I can tune you the fuck out. Thanks. Uh, no, Elizabeth, we were on the phone, and I and I was 
giving my opinion on something and it was completely wrong. Oh, oh my God. Where do I even begin? Oh, on this, this is a horrible well, The one. other day she thought New Jersey was like an island. No, I so. tell okay, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, you did think New Jersey was an island. <laughs> yeah, I did. And then you said it was landlocked. <laughs> Both of which are wrong. Idiot. Okay, we have our two authors on the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> one who says vag and the other one who says that New Jersey no, is an island. Worse. So we it know that they are worse. trusted. You know what? Trusted you guys are. This is, you, you're perfect. <laughs> you're perfect we for the Red Flags podcast. We're so happy to have you here. every IndyCar car driver was American. I really do think every IndyCar car driver is American. Of them. Oh, my God. Even oh, Romain yeah, Grosjean. Yeah. Totally Especially Romain <laughs> Oh, he's totally American. It's like, okay. I mean, you, you, you should definitely get a citizenship the second you drive IndyCar. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you really should. That's, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, every IndyCar driver is American. It doesn't matter if they have an accent. Like, they're just American. And every time mm-hmm. I think about them, I'm like, that guy's American. Like that's an yeah. American right there, and and they this talk in the like context of Australia. talking about Sebastian Bourdais. I thought this Sebastian with, Bourdais like, was American. Accents in his name. <laughs> All right, so you guys, so you guys hooked up later in in life, not in college. Yeah, we we worked at Jalopnik at the same time. You were yeah, at that Jalopnik. was what happened. Oh, okay. yes. and you worked at Jalopnik at the same gotcha, time. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. and like. So I, you know, I've dreamed of doing a podcast by myself, but apparently you need someone else to talk to. So that's why that's I got us. Brian. But but how did you guys decide to write a book together? Oh, this is good. We had an agent reach out to us after watching Drive to Survive on Netflix, and they were very interested. We need we need to take it back a little bit. Ah. We were the first oh, two yeah, people yeah, yeah. to yeah, do part. the actual Go. investigative reporting on what Rich Energy was. Yes. No other outlets were talking about what the sponsorship was, and there was a lot of, like, why is motorsport.com suddenly posting all of these cool liveries <laughs> of this car? Like, why does it matter? Um, that was that was it. We 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 did the first reporting, and then yes, continued to write about it, which was then what the agent saw when he googled what rich energy was. Yes, I see. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. It was a whole thing. What's up, bankers? We're taking a little break from this fucking killer. How killer is this goddamn episode? To let you know that this episode is brought to you by flags for good okay flags for good is a flag company that actually stands for something okay they only sell flags that they fucking believe in that's like you fuckers who listen to this podcast because you don't believe in the other shitty podcasts out there that do formula one shit because you don't understand that this is the fucking only one that matters they donate a portion of every sale that ca- to causes that move humanity in the right direction okay the right direction that's the fucking red flags election that direction that's why you fucking listen to this podcast they have the city flags okay you seen the Chicago flag? That flag is awesome, okay? They but they, you know the NYC flag sucks and needs a little bit of fucking reworking. So maybe we need to talk to our go up my guy Michael at flagsforgood.com so you get a new fucking flag for that. So you can visit flagsforgood.com for full-size flag, garden flags and stickers, okay? They make um, they make dope flags. And you can hang them in your room. You can look cool if you're fucking in college. Nothing looks cooler than in your college dorm room if you have a dope-ass flag of the fucking state that you come from because you remember where you fucking came from. You can use the code REDFLAGS at checkout for 10% off your first purchase at flagsforgood.com. Once again, that's the code REDFLAGS. You can use that at checkout for 10% off your first purchase at flagsforgood.com. Ball Flags for Good on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all at flagsforgood.com good they make fucking stellar ass flag content okay and that's what you fucking come to this shit for for the fucking niches of this world that's why you're into formula one that's why you should be into flags too so visit them there and let's get back to our little interview okay 
Well, let's get I – want, I want to start getting into rich energy because, it, you know, it's an interesting thing. All these – there's something about that story, that company, and that man. That specifically man. that man. <laughs> specifically that man that feels very, like, kind of culturally on the pulse right now, especially given – there's all – every TV show right now is about <laughs> an eccentric, psychotic billionaire who is making promises they cannot keep – there's the WeWork show. There's Elizabeth the, Holmes. The, 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 mm-hmm. um, the Elizabeth Holmes. There's mm-hmm. the Uber. Yeah. There's, it, it, there's, I think there's and like the a, Anna a Delvey is another one. Anna Delvey, exactly, for these like scam artists on like the highest level who can scam the most powerful people in the world to give them mounds and mounds of cash that they could spend in these insane ways. And I feel like, you know... When we were, you know, watching Drive to Survive, you're like, this guy is out of central casting yeah. for that. Um, the beard alone. I was, I was, yeah. He's, ra- he's yeah, got real alone. Rasputin charlatan. He just looks like a Rasputin <laughs> charlatan. I mean, if you look up charlatan so in the dictionary. We, that's, we had that's multiple that's people use the word charlatan in interviews with <laughs> us. <laughs> multiple people. Uh, that, that was a common one. Uh, charlatan was, was a common one. For sure. When I first saw him in DTS, I'm like, th- he he de- he bought he fucking hired a helicopter just for this one moment so he could look like a b- he's mm-hmm. all pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. And I guess, uh, Alanis, do you work at Business Insider now? I do. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so so you understand that you know there is some of the there is like wh- how much of this is healthy where it's like. You know, you need a product to get the money, mm-hmm. but you need money to get the product. So there's often this fake it till you make it. Like if you read about Elon Musk, mm-hmm. I mean, he could never get that fucking rocket to work. Mm-hmm. He could never get that car <laughs> quite right. But he just kind of held on for long enough and he convinced enough people, you know, and then eventually now he's the richest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so there is a degree of fake it till you make it. But um but then, but then there's these other characters, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that uh, maybe, that maybe a the, little bit shores, that, yeah. that, that, you know, do you think that, you know, William Story, if he had a little bit more time, if just a few things broke the other way, he could have pulled this off. Like what, what, what was going on with him? I actually, I honestly do think that I would say um, in a lot of our conversations with people over the course of writing the book, we reached out to almost 200 sources in this. We talked to a lot of people and things that people who worked closely with him told us was he could sell you anything. Like, mm-hmm. even if it makes no sense, like it doesn't have to make any sense. It can be the wildest thing you've ever heard. He can sell you anything just because of how he acts and his approach. I think the problem was in formula one, he let two things get in the way. He let his obsession with red bull, which was his mm-hmm. rival energy mm-hmm. drink rival. Um, quotes. Air quotes on that ride. Yeah, air quotes. <laughs> yeah, imagine um, an, a one-way yeah, street. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he let that get carried away. He was too obsessed with it. And his second issue was that he did not know how to reel himself in from a public relations standpoint. All he did was get online and yell about stuff. He got His head got a little too big for all of it. The way he acted toward Haas and the employees of Haas, including Gunther Steiner, was too much. And so... He sold this team on himself and his brand somehow, got into Formula One, and he could have made a lot out of it, but he let that rivalry and he let that behavior just go way too far, and he ended up tanking the whole thing himself. 
like you'd never want to tweet your way through a lawsuit yeah you don't want to tweet your way through a lawsuit (laughs) don't do that and he tweeted his way through everything he tweeted his way through lawsuits he tweeted his, his way through everything and you even see that now like he still has not learned when to tweet and when not to tweet when to talk and when not to talk he spends a lot of his time posting covid misinformation online talking about how it's <laughs> <Yeah>. a conspiracy <laughs> like he calls it the pandemic pandemic scamdemic like mm-hmm. he doesn't there know goes when the to covid stop. Uh, awareness thing on this episode yes which there is goes awesome, that. we have we have um, so much covid misinformation on our pods oh yeah so, absolutely <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like this guy should run for. Well, no, you sub in, you sub out Red Bull for Hillary Clinton, and it's and it's the same story. Exactly, exactly. This is exactly it because if you looked at this period of time that this was happening in, this was 2019, and this was in America three years into a presidency where the president just tweeted everything that was on his mind constantly, and it worked. William's story was very, very similar to Donald Trump and is also a Donald Trump fanboy. And so it's really fascinating. Well, he was. Well, I don't know what he is now. He probably. Yeah, now, now that now that he's lived through the presidency, he wasn't too pleased with. Yeah, like, out. you know, Donald Trump got like COVID treatments and stuff or whatever. So, yeah. you know, Donald Trump is not a Corona Bullocks guy. So hi- as, as my brother put it, Donald Trump got uh, less based. Like yes. That's basically what happened. Yeah, and so, like, here this guy is. He's a British guy. He loves Britain. His energy drink is British. He's just premium British performance all the time. But he walks around London with a Make America Great Again hat on, and he tweets just like Donald Trump. Like, this guy is an energy drink Donald Trump mixed with some, like, (laughs) misguided Elon Musk. Uh, That's not to say Elon Musk isn't misguided himself. Should we start from the beginning? For those who don't. Yeah. Because we kind of just jumped in there. We really did. We just went a, right a, into as it. Ice Cube, as Ice Cube would say, no Vaseline. <laughs> yeah. But um, so, <laughs> so, so we have this guy William Story. I mean, you look at his Wikipedia. I mean, it says he's a Zimbabwean tobacco farmer. He he was in the air, the Art Royal Air Force. And he was a professional soccer player. Like, it just all seems like bullshit. Oh, the, the from professional the ver- soccer player yeah, part is interesting. Uh, we, we won't get into the professional soccer player part, but it is interesting and it is in the book. <laughs> but yes, okay. we can start at the beginning. Um, start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. So, Rich Energy started as this Croatian energy drink, right? So, this was like the early 2010s. Um, this. Croatian energy drink has some distribution in America. We actually talked to one of the early American distributors of the energy drink before William Story was involved with it. Um, so the idea with Rich Energy was kind of this Croatian national energy drink. Like, look, we are very proud to be a Croatian energy drink. Kind of like William Story does with it these days. It's a British brand, right? Wait, so 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 like Serbs can't drink it? <laughs> like like is it like what do you mean no it's just like really <laughs> proud like this is like you know how william story does right. with rich energy now it's like premium british performance this was right. a croatian brand and it was used in the promotion of tourism and stuff like that in its early days uh-huh. in croatia and so in 2015 was when william story acquired the brand from its founder and he changed it into a british energy drink with the same name um but changed everything else about it except for the colors and stuff. You know, he made it into a new brand, turned it British. And then three years after that, three years after it was founded, it was founded in 2015 in Britain, um, at least William Story's version was. Three years later, 
they announced this partnership with the Haas Formula One team. The Haas mm. Formula One team, as I'm sure people know, is the American Formula One team. It joined the Formula One grid in 2016 as the team out of the United States. It, you know, has a small office in North Carolina. So technically it's American, right? Yeah. Um, so two years into its tenure in Formula One, Rich Energy joins it as its title partner. And they announced that in October of 2018, that in 2019, it will be the Rich Energy Haas Formula One team. This is about the time everyone starts going, what is Rich Energy <laughs> and what is happening? And right. right off the bat, William Story, the CEO of Rich Energy is like, oh, my energy drink is real and it's everywhere and it's premium and anyone who doubts us. If you don't believe in me, yeah. you're like a moon landing truther. Yeah, you're like a moon landing <laughs> truther. Uh, anyone who doubts me thinks that man never landed on the moon and Elvis is still alive. It's just all this stuff starts happening right away. The season hasn't even begun, but William Story's screaming about everything. And then the season begins and it gets worse and there are lawsuits and everything goes downhill. And then Rich Whoa, Energy is you're like, you're like, you're like, what do you mean? You, you did some, you skipped the drama there. Oh, and there was there a lot of drama. There is so, wait, so, so much drama. So here's my, so, 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 so speaking yes, of the energy ahead. drink, because I feel like in, in, in whatever time, you know, when I was kind of like looking into this guy, I feel like there was, there's, it's like, is there actually <laughs> yes, an energy there drink? There actually is an energy drink. But like, but like. But, but where like is how it? actually not available? Very available. Is <laughs> not not very available. It's like right. It's extremely Why? exclusive. Yeah, I don't it's think like there's enough of it to go around. <laughs> yes. Have you guys had one? Yes. I've had. We bought a case. They were selling them wholesale on Walmart.com in America for a while, and I had several yes. friends buy cases. So. Okay. Wait. And, I think it tastes like it? Red Bull. I tastes like fine. Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Is it better than uh, Red Bull? I wouldn't say it's better than Red Bull. Some people would. We did, we in a, fact, had a taste test or do a blind taste test. We did who a said taste it was test. better than Red Bull. Yes. Oh, yes. oh. yes. Breaking news. Rich energy. You have to buy yes. this book to read, get the results of the of the, of the <laughs> yes, blind we, taste. We Wait, you had a professional person say this is just objectively better. Well, no. So we had we had Matt Farah from the Smoking Tire podcast, and who does all kinds of car YouTube videos. Matt Farah volunteered to do a taste test, and he put okay, a sweatband over his eyes, and he had two cold drinks, and he had two room temperature drinks of Red Bull and Rich Energy. And uh, his assistant Zach Clapman was bringing the drinks in and handing him the drinks while he was blindfolded. And we did like observations <laughs> and votes and all kinds Tasting of stuff. Notes. And actually the, the rich energy can was expired by about a year and the red bull was current. <laughs> so wow. <laughs> on old tires, yes, rich energy beat tires. red bull. Uh, yep. <laughs> and he really just had time yeah. to age on used <laughs> mediums. On used that is mediums. It beat a Red Bull on that fresh sauce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow! Really so William Story should be really so. William Story, read this book. So he had a, so he had a real product, and then you yeah you he did, had a, you he did. had a real actually good product. He had yes. a gorgeous looking can, yes. and he had a, like he had the world in front of him. But with he stole the emblem from White Bikes, didn't he? 
Yes. That was a whole thing. Yes. <laughs> part of, there, part there of that beautiful that can part. was a stolen design. <laughs> that was a whole thing. It was, in fact, a whole thing. The full, uh, pretty much bicycle the full exchange company. that happened in the court case over this with the bicycle company over the logo that was Wait, I got to just say, if you look if you look up, uh, listeners, if you look up Rich Energy's logo and then you look up White Bikes, it's like, um, mm-hmm. it's like the exact same thing, except he added like a little piece of a nips. horn and also it's basically what vanilla mm-hmm. ice did with the da 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 on you know he's like no what there theirs was was dun 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 and his is dun 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 yeah different so he's the yeah he was actually so wait so so you so so you got to the point where it was like so he got in everything was copacetic ish and then lawsuits just started happening. Can yeah. you can you just like you 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 sort of that's or or we got to read the book. So one of that. the lawsuits. So so we'll talk about the bike <laughs> lawsuit. There was actually another. But what happened in between? Is th- that's the question? Yes. Um, from from start to the lawsuit, <laughs> there were there's six there's beautiful months yeah. of racetrack <laughs> where horrible. Haas did very bad, um, and William right, Story right, did yeah. not like that. So there were. <laughs> There right, were multiple right. legal actions. Because they're losers. Yes. They're losers. They're, they're failing losers. the failing house team. They're, they're losers. The failing house <laughs> cool. team. Yeah. Don't want to be associated with them. No. Because I'm a winner and my energy drinks are everywhere. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm oh, based, as the kids would thing. say. Um, but there were Wait, multiple so, so Haas is shitting the bed on the track. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely Continue. shitting the bed. Um, there were multiple legal actions against Rich Energy. There was the logo one. There was another one with Haas, <laughs> um, and then why was, was Haas doing them? So Haas went after them legally uh, over unpaid sponsorship fees. So that was what whole frivolous thing. grounds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, so my, how did they get that? I'm like, like d- how did he just like? Where's the money? Where's the money? If like if 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 you can't if you can only buy the can on Walmart and it's expired, <laughs> they, you can't really buy the can anywhere. Where is the this money is coming? Question. He had like he had. William Story apparently got his money from the Zimbabwean tobacco farm that he had owned shares and sold. Um, we were never not really able to verify whether or not that was that was true, but he did partner with a guy named David Gold. Um, and who is a porn guy, Sullivan. right? Yeah, David the, Sullivan and David Gold. Gold. Yes, they, they are. Everything they you learn empire. is just God. like more and more. Like the more yes. you know, the the like yes. the more yes. sketchy it is. They had a softcore yes. porn, softcore porn empire. Um, and then obviously David Sullivan and David Gold are from the West Ham uh, soccer team. My husband's mm-hmm. favorite soccer team. Uh, yeah, those are the dudes right there. Yeah. And. We tried to get some stuff from West Ham mm-hmm. and David Sullivan and David Gold, and they were like, Ooh, hands off that one. <laughs> <laughs> but we're pretty sure that's where the, the initial porn money guys, came the from. guys who were p- like flesh peddlers, were like, Yeah, that's I, I, yeah. I'm ashamed of that. Well, <laughs> we'll yeah. never know. We will never know. But yeah. um, they, they wanted to stay away from that one, it seemed like. So, so, so you have no idea where this mystery money. He's like Tommy yeah. Wiseau. You're like, how the yeah. fuck did he fund? He this? is like. I'm Tommy pretty Wiseau, sure that there yes. was a cash infusion right there at the start that enabled him to do that initial investment in the Haas team. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe, like, I doubt there was anything after that. We can't say that definitively. So, how much did he initially? How much did he have to put million. up to get that? Six million. Six million. Six million. So he came up with six million, mm-hmm. and the idea was that he was gonna keep paying them. Yes, it was yes. a throughout. Free- 
It was a three-year three partnership. Year deal with installments. And je- it was supposed to end in 2022, 2019 to 2022. Um, and the idea was that it would be about $20 million a year. Um, and mm-hmm. so that initial $6 million was $6 million out of a total of about $60 million. And as Jane Haas said in Drive to Survive, we only ever got $6 million. Mm-hmm. Now, so when I go to to my landlord, mm-hmm. when I go to rent an apartment mm-hmm. for way less than $6 million, mm-hmm. for like <laughs> way less than $6 million a month, for like thousands of dollars a month, mm-hmm. they do reference checks, uh-huh. they, they, they ask for bank statements, mm-hmm. they ask for all sorts of, they ask, they ask for references, they ask for all sorts of shit mm-hmm. to... T- you need like 40 mm-hmm. times You need rent. like so much money to pay your rent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. W- to pay $1,000 a month, you need <laughs> to be able to show that you have $40,000. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a lot. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I had to do so much work to live in this shittiest apartment. So I guess, I guess my question is, where was that due diligence with this? We asked. They the said they team. did it. We asked the Haas team. And <laughs> that they was said, all we heard. Basically, okay. every answer to all, when we did this original investigation, we sent the Haas team questions, and all of their answers were, the Haas team's due diligence with partners is a private matter. The Haas team's due diligence mm-hmm. with partners is a private matter. The Haas team's due diligence with partners is a private matter. That was... that was So they, so, so they basically pled repeat. the fifth. Yeah. Yes. The but the, here's the thing is that this wasn't William Story's first time trying to get involved in a Formula One no. team. He was trying he to, buy to buy Force he India. He tried to buy Force India, right. Correct. Yeah, he yeah. tried to buy Force India right. when it was going bankrupt. And he couldn't do that, he claimed, because the assets were frozen. And that was the only reason. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to buy Williams as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he <laughs> blew off thing. Williams. Like, he, he blew up a dinner with Claire Williams at CODA. <laughs> <laughs> because he was going to be able to do a Haas deal that. for significantly less money. Mm-hmm. Yes. So right. Claire, Claire Williams, right. a poor woman, sat down for dinner waiting for this man to show up. According and he never to ESPN, yes. Four days yeah. later, <laughs> yeah. that's when the deal was announced with Haas. And Gunther, and Gunther was like the cat who swallowed the canary. He thought he like he yes. thought he pulled this big <laughs> coup. Yes. Yeah. He's like he yes, was he like really yeah. Did. Williams thought they had her, but had him, but I got him first. And it's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a whole thing. Um, it so, was something. <laughs> so, 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 did, so did he pull yeah. out because he didn't have the money, or did he, or did he pull out because they sucked, or it was like they sucked and this was a great out for him? He said he pulled out because they sucked, and yeah. you know we were right, never right, able right. to get anything different. We were never I able to get anything yeah. anything different. Yes, but so that's I have a question about that in terms of your mm-hmm. research for this. You know, like in terms of of, of you know tr- trying to shine some light in these areas of of the financial world and these these you know powerful you know business people, you know what pushback did you get? Was there ever w- were you ever being <laughs> followed? Were you ever you know I'm watching all these shows Elizabeth about the people Holmes, that are like right. going uh, going against Elizabeth Holmes show and they're being they're being followed in like you know black SUVs and they're you know they're like you know they're 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 living with chronic anxiety. In your investigation of William's story, <laughs> did did a bearded man did Michael ever Cohen ever show up and window just be and like, he's like Hey, what are you doing? Listen, I can, I can make your life very stop, difficult. Stop Elias. investigating my boy. You're making my boy look bad over here. So it's a respectable the business. The last thing, the last thing that I would ever do if I were someone else is follow me around. Uh, <laughs> that's the last thing I would do because why? 
going to Chris Angel con going yes, to Chris Angel concert. Go, right? Like I'm gonna go to a Yu-Gi-Oh convention. I'm gonna go see you're Chris go to Angel. Chili's. I'm gonna go to Chili's every Friday at five fifteen p.m. Like <laughs> it's it's not interesting. And also, if you approach me. I my personality will win over yours, so it doesn't make sense to like try to intimidate me or anything. And also, Wait, are, I are do you are you about that action? Also, listen, I'd be scared of me. Listen, she's a girl from Texas, okay? I but, you know, always, it's an open yes, carry state. I also always <laughs> carry pepper spray, and so if you get near me, I will pepper spray you. Like, listen, yeah. I. Yo, Alanis is about that action. I would. Okay, so, yeah. so, so, who is your like biggest coup as an interview like for an interview yeah. like who did you get that you were like fuck yeah uh i think there we, were quite a few of those yeah. like small moments that i think we had yeah i don't want to like a lot of the people that were really stoked we got we can't release their names because they were on background and like off the record they didn't want us to say anything mm -hmm. do they rhyme um, with schmunter gotcha. schminer no, no we never I, got I, gunther. I wish no i wish we would have gotten gunther i actually looked up all of gunther's information to try to get to him i i found out about his mortgages at north carolina and stuff like that but mm -hmm. he didn't have an american phone number on record in public records uh, i could find his mortgages and addresses but i could not find a phone number for him so so why don't you just show up because because those house. houses are in North Carolina and he has multiple houses and I would probably have to wait there for like weeks on it. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Gunter with multiple houses. Listen, yeah. Like you got to have a place <laughs> to stay. Right. So see some people, some people fake it till they make it. He really faked it till he made it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Gunther, pretty much. Go Gunther. That's, the, that's a success yeah. story right yeah. there. Um, yeah, it really is. Like I was, we talked to one of his first like, the first guy, William Story, really sponsored actively and professionally as Rich Energy. And this guy was, he was like, you know, William Story could sell you on literally anything. He mm -hmm. firmly believed that his company was bigger than it was. Like mm -hmm. this, he could sell it on that basis alone because he it's believed it. Yeah, yeah. It's he believed it. Vibes. Yeah. Oh, exactly. well, you think William Story believed the bullshit he was spewing? Absolutely. Yes. He believed all of yeah. it. He still does. Yeah. He believes all of it. So yeah, so where so where is he now? So he's still at with because I saw that that he left and then he yes. and he bought back that was his a whole shares, thing. right? Yeah, well, was a, yet another saga we talk about in the book. So <laughs> in the fallout of the of the because it feels like the, the you know their involvement in Formula One is what put like the yes. big spotlight mm -hmm. on them, and it was all of a sudden it was like it was what like, the it was like, it was like when you won the like winning a major election for a major. Yes. Major, at a major right. Everyone's like, "Who the <laughs> fuck is this? Yeah, who the fuck is this new Congress yes. person?" Yeah. And then you know, everyone's digging up their 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 stuff. So, in the fallout of that, you know, what was the path towards that? Towards him, Steve Jobs leaving. Towards him, Steve Jobs coming back to take like his company. Steve but it's not Jobs. Apple. <laughs> but it's it's, shitty, it's it's not a, Apple. It's a it's it's an energy drink that you can't even. Yeah, buy. there was there was a whole saga of the other investors who were not on William Story's side coming and meeting with the Haas team, apparently. Like, they had interviews at Silverstone where they were like, yeah, we're here to meet with the Haas team to talk about kicking William Story out. It was a whole thing. Um, and then William Story got replaced, and then one month later, he was back. And we tried to find the guy who replaced him, tried to get into contact, went through all these different entities that this guy was involved with, and 
We had no luck getting to this guy, and I was really. But no one also knew the Twitter password. No one knew the, the Twitter password, account. which was hilarious. None of None the of other the investors. investors knew. So William Story like never left. <laughs> yeah, he was he always kept... there. <laughs> oh my god, he always he had the Twitter. <laughs> yeah. He was tweeting his way through it. That is so. Funny. <laughs> it was so Psycho. funny, and they would put out statements being like, "We don't have access to the Twitter account, and the Twitter account is not representative of us." Mm-hmm. It was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's like when you go through a breakup and you still have like your ex's yeah. login for yeah. the Hulu, <laughs> and then you just start watching. You just start watching like ridiculous yep. shit just to fuck exactly. with the <laughs> Exactly. Get your little punches God. in while it you was... can. I, I share multiple accounts with multiple exes still. Nice, love that. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You watch an anime on them, getting the. Getting Th- the that's anime. woo. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. Listen. Well, you and of course, Alanis <laughs> likes anime. That's yeah, rude. I love My Yu-Gi-Oh. My sister does that to okay? me. Okay, <laughs> I love Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, I feel like Alanis, given given what you've said about your you know your taste in terms of culture, William Story's kind of like a character out of like something absolutely, that you yeah, absolutely. Watch. Why do you but, think I wrote a book about him? But if you go, <laughs> he's like the perfect. He's like he's like this like perfect you know he's like an, he's an yeah, animated absolutely. character but, but if you go if you if you if you if you adhere to the premise that no publicity is bad publicity this is just he's been killing it yeah uh-huh right? yeah absolutely he yeah. just kills it yeah. he's I on mean, drive to survive you, yes you guys are writing a book about him mm-hmm. we're talking mm-hmm. about him right yep. now for way too much time i this is actually this is why we chose a very specific quote to end the book on um, from one of former Haas employees we spoke to because one of the former Haas employees we spoke to their conclusion about all of William's story was kind of along these lines and it was the perfect way to end the book because it was like he made us all talk about him right whatever else yeah. happened he made right. us all talk about him which is yeah. not narcissistic at all no so <laughs> I. I mean, Anna Delvey. Anna Delvey's been posting about her Netflix show. <laughs> nice, it. love it. Yes, God, that's goals. She has. Goals. She has an Instagram account. She has an Instagram account that she can access. You know, like once a week, once a month, Dang or whatever. And goals. she like posts. My friend is a writer for. My friend's a writer for Vanity Fair, <laughs> and he wrote an that's article incredible. about it. And she like posted yeah. his oh, article. God. And he was like, oh my, like the actual Anna Delvey <laughs> is posting my article being like, read, like, watch my show, watch my show, everyone. That's, that's promotion. I mean, that's, that's a dedication. That's the thing with these, that's the thing with these characters that like the, the you know, they talk about, I'm an, <laughs> I'm an actor. And, and when you're, I was in, I went to acting school and everything. And, and they talk about what you're super, you have like objectives when you're like reading a script, you're like, what's my character's mm-hmm. objective. And your objective in a scene can be like, you know. Uh, you know, win win this person over, or you know, don't don't like make sure that they don't fire me mm-hmm. X Y Z. But their character, you have to access the super mm-hmm. objective, mm-hmm. which is basically like, what does this person really want out of their life? Like, what is what's the ultimate compass of all of their actions? And it seems like th- these characters who sell bullshit in order to raise their profile, what they really all they really care about. Yeah. I was going to say it was never really like, money for William's story like that never really seemed like what it was he just wanted to be seen doing mm-hmm. things like he wanted to be seen in Monaco he wanted his drinks to be at like the Amber Lounge Monaco party mm-hmm. it wasn't like he, he, he didn't he want wanted, money he's like funding a movie so he could be at the red carpet yeah basically yeah. right it's very exactly. like we like we mentioned earlier it's very Tommy Wiseau like it's just yeah I want I want people to see me <laughs> yeah now I guess I guess so you so you spoke a lot to the Haas team. 
we we spoke a lot to former employees of the Haas team. So the nobody, Haas team. Wait, I thought nobody ever left there. Uh, that's actually <laughs> yes. So that's actually one of the reasons we we got a decent amount of people to talk to us considering the fact mm-hmm. that no one ever really leaves Haas. Uh, so did you speak to ghosts? I don't understand. No, they, no, why did they leave? Did, <laughs> yeah. So there Gunther doesn't seem able to fire anybody or if he does, he hires them back later. So, so. like compared to a lot of other workplaces, I would say Haas has relatively low turno- turnover from what we picked up from former employees. Um out of the former employees we reached out to, re- we reached out to 40. We talked to five. So it was pretty decent. Yeah. It was. Right. And what was their impression yeah. of what is the impression that you got of the inner workings of this, the most interesting team on the grid? Mm, there was a lot of confusion, obviously, about rich energy. Some people were mm-hmm. worried about their jobs and their livelihoods. Some people were like, this bloke is stupid, whatever. Um, you know, there was, there was a lot of, they kind of disagreed about the severity of it because at the end of the day, Gene Haas did have the money to keep the team going. So should Gene Haas choose to keep the team going, it wouldn't matter if they lost the money from rich energy, but Mm -hmm. people were still worried about the well-being of the team, given the fact that the title sponsor was acting this way. Um, there was also, you know, there was a lot of chaos within the team. We talked to different people about, why the car was so bad and trying to make the car better and the chaos of trying to make the car better. We talked to Roman Grosjean about the chaos of trying to make the car better. And Mm -hmm. it was, no one was really on the same page. And the fact that the car didn't work just made it to where their fixes for the car got more and more complicated and more and more jumbled every weekend. And the different departments like aero and engineering and all that, they just kind of couldn't, get that perfect balance because they all strayed away from each other trying to fix everything and it just made the car worse and worse <laughs> right right but as we've learned but as we've learned like as we've learned so clearly from this season it's like you know the best laid plans of mice and men if, if you're a if you're a if you're a works team and you get and you're and 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 you're factory team gives you not the best engine then you're just fucked yeah mm-hmm so yeah. like we're seeing it now where like the you know it's all inverted all the Ferrari teams are looking really good mm-hmm, and all the mm-hmm. all the uh Mercedes teams are looking like shit. Yeah. And right, but weren't they with Ferrari when they were placing fourth, you know, fifth and sixth? Wasn't when, when They were they with Ferrari when they were placing fifth and sixth and Ferrari yeah. was doing better back then. That yeah. was the yeah. those are the years Ferrari was fucking right. cheating, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's like yeah. part of me is like, what's even the point? You know, it's, it's just mm-hmm. you, it all, it all, all, it, all it takes is like a good engine. You're you're buying a good engine, or you're buying a bad engine, and then the rest it's like it doesn't matter. Well, almost. so I mean, the Haas car itself was like it was a very outside of the engine. It was a very special turd in 2019 and 2020. <laughs> like it was just it was it was very very bad. And, you know, some of the people we talked to, some of the former employees we talked to, talked about how, like, being so bad continually made them lose sight of the goal. They were like, look, a car runs in a very, like, there are very specific parts that make a car run. You know, like, a car has four wheels and a body and a front wing and a back wing. And they said you can get so deep in trying to 
make these incremental improvements on the car because you want just something, anything to work that you lose sight of the main goal, which is the four wheels moving forward. You know, you lose sight of the main goals Mm -hmm. on the car by trying to do all these small things. It's the same thing that happens anytime you have bad performance and you have, you're just having a bad period of like life or work or anything. You start focusing on the small things and you lose sight of the main goal. And a lot of the employees we talked to, kind of described it in that way just losing sight of what makes the car go in favor of these incremental changes to try to make it better and it's a forest from the trees type of thing exactly Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. um one of the things that the Haas team admitted at the end of 2019 was we we weren't listening to our drivers so they weren't listening to Roman Grosjean and Kevin Magnuson about how to make the car better they were looking at the data, right? And at the end of 2019, they were like, we should have listened to Roman and Kevin more. And that's actually at the end of 2019 because everyone was like, well, are Roman and Kevin staying for 2020? Haas actually said, yes, we're keeping them because if we bring in new people, this car is still going to suck and we need somebody to give us feedback. Um, and so when I talked to Roman about this, he was saying like, you know, they kept giving me the spec of car that I did not want. I wanted the spec of car that Kevin had and they wouldn't give it to me. And I said, yeah. And he said, they wouldn't listen to us at all. We were trying to tell them how to make the car better and they wouldn't listen. And I said, yeah. And at the end of the season, they admitted that they should have listened to you more. And he said, well, yeah, but the end of the season's a little too late, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, it is. And so it was really interesting to talk to him about that and hear his side of what happened. And and, wh- and that was his main gripe is that they didn't listen to him. That was what we talked about. Um, I don't want to attribute it to his main gripe. He basically said the car was terrible mm. and we were terrible and they didn't listen to us. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's about what happened. <laughs> so, so you sat down with Roman. Yeah, we talked over Zoom, but it was it was um, a different interview for something else. And I like I told his PR team, hey, I want to ask him about rich energy at the end. So we did a whole interview uh, for Road and Track magazine because I work for Road and Track. And then I asked him about Rich Energy at the end. And then we talked about cartwheels because I I have, if you've ever seen Roman Grosjean do cartwheels online, I started that. Um, so we were talking about cartwheels. Not to brag. And, yeah, not to brag. But that was my okay, idea. Okay, that was okay. all me. And so we talked about how did that come up? He just how did it come up that he could do a cartwheel in a, in a serious interview? Yeah. So this was a whole thing. So um, in January, Andretti Autosport said, hey, you do Twitter spaces all the time. Twitter's live audio broadcasting feature. Mm-hmm. They said, do you want to host a Twitter spaces with 18 of our drivers? And I was like, sure. <laughs> Why not? And so um, I agreed to host it and we had everyone on there. And we did a four-hour Twitter space where everyone was rotating in and out. And I asked Roman, uh, and Mike Landretti actually came because everyone in the office. So, like, there was a lot of chaos in the office. I asked Alexander Rossi to do some cartwheels. And so he just started doing cartwheels all over the office. And I think Mike Landretti saw the chaos, was interested, and joined the Twitter space. So Roman's there, and I said, Roman, can you do a cartwheel? And he said, maybe I've done a couple in my life. And I was like, will you do a cartwheel for me? And he goes, yeah, okay. And so two hours later, he hadn't done a cartwheel yet. And he walked into Michael Andretti's office and he's talking to Michael Andretti, who's on the broadcast. And I said, Roman, where's my cartwheel? 
And he said, there's not enough room in the office. Like there, there's not enough room. And Michael Andretti goes, you have space in my office. Come in here and do one. And so they made Roman go to Michael Andretti's office, do a cartwheel on video. And everyone loved it so much that Roman now does cartwheels all the time. You're forgetting. You're missing the whole part of this, this whole buildup of like the period of like two years where you just randomly post on Twitter. I will give five dollars oh, to yeah, any race car driver yeah. that sends me a video of a cartwheel. So I, this is, this is <laughs> that's that's where this started. Okay. There we <laughs> go. Not okay, okay. Um, I ask. I ask racing drivers. So this is to a do kink things. of yours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> gotcha. So gotcha. I ask racing drivers to do things that would be otherwise embarrassing for them, and sometimes I pay them. So I think I've paid. <laughs> I think I've spent about twenty or twenty-five dollars on NASCAR drivers doing cartwheels, and like they'll make a little video for me. Like Myatt Snyder, who's a NASCAR driver, he made a whole video for me. <laughs> Singing along to Mariah Carey's All I Want is For Christmas Is You, but he said, all I want for Christmas is your Venmo money because I offered him $5, and then he did a cartwheel. <laughs> um, so this is a thing I do, and I asked Roman mm -hmm. to do this, and he started doing it, and now he does cartwheels all the time. So at the end of our interview... Uh, we were talking about cartwheels, and he was telling me all the cartwheels he had planned. And I said, okay, <laughs> well, I'll be at Long Beach. Uh, I'll be at Long Beach next week. We can do a tandem cartwheel. And he was like, yeah. And I said, are you going to do one if you win? And he said, I think I have to, yeah. And so if Roman Grosjean wins an IndyCar race and you see him do a cartwheel, that was me. Okay, so if you could... Boom, you heard it, you heard it first so here on the Red So if you could get one race, drive, one race car driver or principal to do a cartwheel... Who would it be? Like, who is on your bucket list? Like, you can kill me now. I think it would yeah, be most iconic time. if I got Lewis Hamilton to do a cartwheel. Like, I think that's the most iconic. He's never icon doing a cartwheel. He's never going to. That's never the thing. Happen. He's never going to do a cartwheel cool. for me. He's too cool. He's too cool. And but yeah. it's a goal to strive for. It's a goal to strive for. It doesn't, it doesn't work yeah, with his outfits. Yeah, it doesn't work with his outfits. Well, so another thing I do is I ask drivers to rate Chris Angel on a scale from 1 to 10. Um, and she has a spreadsheet, by the way. I have a spreadsheet. Oh, a spreadsheet. Whoa. I keep track Whoa. of it. Oh, wow. Okay, so who, rank, who ranked him lowest? Who ranked him highest? Uh... Yeah, and, and 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 who whose opinion of like were you like I love this driver, but then they but then they talk shit about my boy Chris Angel. Well, now you I know, have to hate I them. mean, I do get a lot of low ratings because I think men get defensive, um, and I force them to give me a rating. Okay, no need to bring gender into this. Just tell they us. They do get defensive. <laughs> they get defensive. Who? who, who, um, who? Men's toxic masculinity can't accept exactly. Angel and all of uh, You glory. know, I've never been disappointed because I'm just glad that they give me a ranking. Um, so does Daniel Ricardo love Chris Angel? So I wanted to ask him, but this was a this was a an interview like organized <laughs> by his PR people, and I was like, I will never get to talk to Daniel Ricardo again if I ask him how hot Chris Angel is. Um, I did but. ask Pierre Gasly. And he there gave it me okay. Chris, Chris there it is. I guess Pierre <laughs> Gasly loved him some Chris Angel. <laughs> Pierre Gasly uh, gave me an eight, but this was after telling me for a long time that he likes girls. Um, so <laughs> what do you? Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, like, like I'm straight. No homo. I like Chris yeah, Angel. That's so, the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So There's a video. You can actually watch a video. video. You can watch him. Mm -hmm. Um. So I was. So he. So he was like. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. So. Wait, you were asking how hot you were like you were like yeah. how hot is Chris Angel? Oh, it wasn't like how much oh you like Chris Angel. No, it's how hot no. is Chris Angel. The 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 question is on a scale from one to ten, how attractive is Chris Angel? 
you, you found your way to the yeah. To the right. <laughs> so, 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 so Pierre Gasly, you asked him how hot is Chris Angel, and he's like. The first thing you need to understand about me is I love women. Yeah, that's like, exactly like, what happened. Yeah, like, um, he's like, he's yeah, like yeah. it's like he put a bunch yeah. of qualifiers. There's, um, there's a great uh, in uh, in Andy Samberg's uh, movie uh, Pop Star. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's yeah. like, he's advocating for gay rights in a song, and then he keeps going, "Not gay, but oh, I'm God. not gay." Like he's just exactly. Like <laughs> this is exactly what this is. Yeah, this is exactly what this question was. So I. Um, I was at an event, like a breakfast thing that Pierre Gasly was at. And like, obviously he has his handlers there. And so I go up to them and I go, I have got the weirdest question in the world. You can tell me that I can't ask him. And they said, very few things are off limits. And I said, so is that a yes? And they said, yeah. (laughs) And so I said, okay, great. So I walk up to this table he's at. um, And I like... (laughs) I Very d- few things are off limits yes. to Pierre Gasly. I love that. Because <laughs> so, Pierre Gasly is about that action. Yes. And so I kneel down at this <laughs> table, right? So, like, he's sitting at the table, and I kneel down next to him, and he's like, oh, no. Like, this is getting serious. Some lady just came and kneeled down next to me. Um, and I get my phone out, and I go, okay, I have a question for you, Pierre. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and I was like, um, I ask everyone this, and I need to know your answer. And I said, do you know who Chris Angel is? And he goes, no (laughs) i go okay that's fine um i'm gonna i'm gonna bring him up online so i bring up the google images with all the photos of chris angel and i go now on a scale from one to ten how attractive is chris angel and he goes but i like girls (laughs) and i was like that's okay that's okay I've had lots of men who like girls answer this question. Lots of <laughs> racing drivers who like girls answer this question. He's like, but I like girls. I don't like boys. <laughs> and, I like, and I was like, uh, okay. And he goes, so are you asking me as if I'm a girl? And I said, sure, Pierre, as if you're a girl. Um, how attractive is Chris Angel? And he goes, but I'm because not a girl. Because only girls like boys. <laughs> and goes, anyway. And he goes, but I'm not a girl. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> I was like, Pierre. Wow. Like, what are we doing here? And I said, It's okay. Tons of people have answered this question, and I like, I think I probably listed off who has answered the question. And I was like, All so you to right. name drop. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I name dropped. Um, and so like Colton Herta thinks he's a six. <laughs> yeah, Colton. <laughs> thinks he's a six. And then I said, I said, All you have to do is give me a number. And I said, How like how attractive would you say he is? He was like. Well, like he's he's good looking, and I was like, okay, so like a seven or an eight, and he was like, yeah, seven, eight, and I was like, okay, great, it's an eight, thank you so much, Pierre, and he was like, and he was Rounding like, okay, up. bye, got to <laughs> yeah. round up. I will say that Chris Angel kind of looks like Pierre Gasly's trainer. Totally, mm-hmm. he looks mm-hmm. a lot like Pierre Look, Gasly. I mean, so maybe, so maybe, wait a minute. Maybe he was triggered because he's got some feelings for his trainer. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, this is... <laughs> we're not going to get into hottie. the trainer thing. I have two many <laughs> trainer theories. We're not getting into it. No, we're getting into it. No, hey, we're not. hey, nope. hey, guess what? Nope. We're getting into it right now. No, what not. is your trainer theory? Nope, nope, nope. I What's going on with Michael Italiano, Alanis? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with Lewis and Angela? Listen. You tell me right now. We're not here to call, we're not, we're not here to call out research. anyone in that way, okay? okay? Everyone has a fine Do some research. It's not like a fucking QAnon theory. <laughs> yeah. Do it's your a research. Thing. It's a QAnon thing. 
going on thing. Do some trainer research. Come back to me. You'll figure it out. Just go do some trainer is there, research. Is there stuff? I mean, listen, I don't know if there's stuff, but there is stuff that could you make for fan You just said do some fiction. research. So that lets me believe that there's listen, stuff out there. Listen, all I'm saying is that <laughs> if there's were, there's some evidence and there's a lot of imagination. Listen, there's a lot of imagination. Just run wild. If you were a person who wrote fan fiction, you could have a field yes. day with some trainers. Okay. Which ones? We're not. Go do some research. <laughs> <laughs> go do research. This is Q and I. I have to Google F one trainer. Enjoy Instagram. Have fun. Okay, <laughs> so you thought this was going to be a book about uh, you thought this was be a, a podcast about William's story, but actually, it's about how Pierre Gasly's didn't know how to work <laughs> right. in terms of his hobbies. That was okay, my so favorite answer to anything yeah. I've ever asked. Um, well, I like girls times four. That is my favorite thing I've ever heard. Okay, so on this podcast, what we like to do as at the, at at the end of uh, of mm-hmm. a, a race weekend, we like to give out a hottest. Moment of the day for one of the, mm-hmm. you know, something that happened. And oh, daddy, daddy of, of the day. Mm. So in turn, daddy, daddy of, of the day. day, which often goes to a Toto, maybe a Kimi Raikkonen. I gave it to Sergio uh-huh. Perez okay. on this last week because he got pole for the first time ever. And he's got like full, like, you know, nice dad at the mm-hmm. playground <laughs> yeah, vibes. For sure. So in terms of your, you know, in, in, in your journey with this book, who was like, in terms of like, your your takeaway hottest hottest person in the book and oh, daddy of the grief. book um that's a good question daddy the of the book's got to be jean-pierre van rossum oh jean-pierre okay. van rossum is absolutely mm-hmm. the daddy of the book <laughs> oh okay, okay so, 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 so tell, tell oh, us about this man. this we did like a whole a Star whole section man. on like the history of weird sponsors so jean-pierre van rossum developed a company called moneytron which reportedly could predict the stock market. So okay. now billionaires, but, but you're forgetting yes. where was the yes. where was the supercomputer located and who had was the it key? In Belgium. Well, it was in an office, and only an Jean-Pierre office. Van Rossum had yes. the key. Yes. So it's like golden. Pl- it's like golden <laughs> plates, Mormon. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Where it's like, oh but yeah, I can see. People legitimately gave him money. Yes, people, people gave, gave him, money. him millions of dollars to. Put into this machine that will magically make them millions. Yes, and I think you can guess how that worked out. But Alanis, yes. you tell the uh, the arrest story better. Like oh. this is why he's daddy of the book. Oh yeah. So <laughs> John Pierre Van Rossum did a lot of stuff. Um, he had his Formula One team, and then he quickly fell from money and uh, fame mm-hmm. and everything like that. And so he, after he lost his fortune, he said, "The good news is that there is one less capitalist in the world. The bad news is mm. that he is me." And because this is because (laughs) this is because once he lost his fortune, he began to study, I believe, Marxism and Mm -hmm. he became a student of Marxism because Mm -hmm. he's only a capitalist as long as he has the money. And then he said, yes, the good news is there's one less capitalist in the world. The bad news is that he's me. And then this guy is just nuts. Um, So. It was what it was his wife who died and there was like there were yeah. hints of like money and deception and murder. There were like hints of this stuff around her death. And it turned out that he um, preserved her in a cryogenic chamber type of thing because he was hoping to bring her back to life. And the this is an actual quote from a news story at the time. The spark went out on the idea 
when someone cut power to the tomb or something cut power to the tomb and ended the cryogenic preservation of no. her body. <laughs> it was a whole thing. No. So this guy, wow. daddy of the book, right there, mm-hmm. the spark went out on the idea when power mm-hmm. was cut to the tomb. Jesus. Absolute chaos. Chaos goblin Jesus. of a man. Now, <laughs> chaos now, goblin. Do you agree? Do you agree with the hot with that daddy take or you got another daddy? That's that's, that's a, a consensus. consensus. Yes, consensus. absolutely. Consensus. Yes. So 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 this was he's in the book as kind of like this he's the prototype o- mm-hmm. like the OG. prototype for a yeah. Williams story. But he never got he didn't he never oh, he never oh, gave he to form. No, yeah. he, he did. did. Oh, he did. Yes. Oh, he did. He did. Wait, so to to, was, to who? It was Onyx, right? I think it was Onyx. It was Onyx, yeah. Yeah. So, it, so, yeah. so the money so tries. So these guys, they take over the. T- so like Gene Haas, like he just kind of dipped for a couple of years. He's like, I don't want to do this. Somebody else pay for this. No, but he's so, still his team. No, so actually, the vibe we got from a lot of former employees was that when Gene Haas starts a business operation, his entire goal is to have like a budget for it, and then slowly chip it o- chip away at the budget that he is spending on by bringing more people in. So they brought in these smaller sponsors gotcha. like Jack and Jones and all of that to lower Gene Haas's financial burden on this team. Right. And then Rich Energy was brought in as a bigger sponsor. And this is my just theory here. I believe that they there was no reason it made no sense to completely redo the cars, do the new liveries, do all that. It made no sense for the amount of money that Rich Energy was paying. It was like 15 million pounds out of a 100 million pound budget. Made no sense to completely redo the cars. Like Haas Automation was footing most of the bill. But my theory is this happened because I think Gene Haas was trying to get some attention on his cars. Like, hey, look. Sponsor us, give me some money right. by switching the whole thing over. That's just my theory on it because it made no monetary no monetary sense to switch everything over to Rich Energy because Rich mm-hmm. Energy wasn't even paying the majority of the bill. So it was kind of him saying like, um, if you if you sponsor us, we're not just gonna like throw you underneath the. I think it was wing. yeah. Like, we'll, I, like, I think really it was kind your, of a a play toward the future, like you know, give these dudes the car for a few years and hopefully get a bigger sponsor later because we have made it obvious that we are looking for sponsorship, not just we're gonna keep awesome automation on here forever. Now that is just my theory. I don't know anything about right. that. But that is what I would say happened because otherwise, and they it did didn't that, and then sense. they made it all Russian for Uralka. Yeah, yeah, Earl Colley yeah. was a whole thing. Uro- yeah, it's like they really learned their lesson there. Yeah, yeah. they learned their lesson. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which Do is they so they only get into bed with? Is 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 it just that hard to find sponsorship? Like Gunther's just gonna get in. Gunther's gonna get into bed with any fucking crocodile. I really just don't know why they make <laughs> the decisions they do because. When you look at it, everyone universally was like, are you sure you want to do this rich energy thing? And Haas was like, yeah. And then everybody saw the Earl Collie thing and was like, are you sure you want to do that? And Haas was like, yeah. I just, I don't, I, I cannot even fathom what goes on over there to make these decisions. But honestly, they look like geniuses right now because they got these, they got Uralkai or whatever Earl it's Kali. called. Yeah. Earl Colley to pay for the shitty seasons just to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. It works. And then, and now, now they have a good car yeah. that they actually paid for. Yes. 
Makes sense. That that the that the yeah. Russian oh, that Dmitry Mazovin paid for this car that is now putting not his son in fifth place. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think his son would be in fifth place <laughs> if he was in that car, but no. But but he That's but they have a real true. car. Yes. But Kevin they actually Magnuson, they actually have a decent one. We yeah. actually we reached out to both Roman Grosjean and Kevin Magnuson for this book. Um, Kevin Magnuson's people. They did not get back to us because I don't believe they were interested in that. Um, and what was well, really well, he's smart. He's smart. He he. When he wrote his tell-all, he only really shit on like McLaren, right? He, he well, shit. you got to keep the door open to go back, don't yes. you? And he's back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we reached out to them. We didn't get anything from them. So I was at the Rolex Twenty Four at Daytona earlier this year, and I have a Rich Energy book umbrella that has like a giant like gold emblem on it and a formula <laughs> one car silhouette on it and it says rich energy the book all over it um yeah and so i was at daytona it wasn't raining it also wasn't sunny it wasn't anything but i just wanted to walk around with the umbrella out because i wanted people to see it <laughs> so i pop up. Yeah, yeah i do this it's all the time move. i i pro walked move. around at nascar with the umbrella out did i not elizabeth we were both you at did. nascar you in fact did I walk around with the umbrella Elizabeth, out. Elizabeth has to endure you, it seems. Absolutely, like. <laughs> yes. Um, so does everyone. Like, so does everyone. And so I'm at the Rolex I'm 24. getting a Felix and Oscar vibe here. Absolutely. Right? She <laughs> endures me. Listen, she yeah. endures me. Everyone does. Um, we're going to talk about how, okay, we're going to talk about partnership at the end of this. Oh, yeah. Because. Exciting. Um, so yeah. I pop this umbrella out that says Rich Energy, the book all over it. It's black and gold. It's everything. And I start walking with it. And about five seconds later, we're like doing this zipper motion right into the the pathway that leads to the garage. And so I come from this side and here comes Kevin Magnuson right behind me. The zipper motion. That's beautiful. Yeah. You should write books. Zipper motion. Okay. Thank you. Continue. It's like zipper on the highway. Um, yeah. And so here comes Kevin Magnuson. And he ended up walking behind me for about five minutes and uh, presumably staring at my rich energy book umbrella. And I'm sure it brought back lots of memories for him. It was it was really beautiful, honestly. It's beautiful. That was you tr- that you triggered. I did. I really <laughs> believe I did. Worst experience I've ever had in a car ever. I really believe I did. Um, it's not pleasant yeah. for us. <laughs> that that quote is in the book, actually. It is yeah. not very pleasant so for us either. <laughs> so how do you deal? How do you deal, Elizabeth? When you like, how do you deal? How did you write this book together? Because like Brian and I, like you have the ball, I have the ball, like. When you write together, I guess, like, do, are you like in the Google Doc together, or do you split up? We split up everything. Like, we we kind of had a, a rough. So when you submit a proposal for a book, you have to have a rough outline of like right. what you're going to write about. So right. we just like picked different things that we wanted to write about, and so we kind of like did our section, and then we'd put them together, and then the other person would edit and fact check that person's stuff, and then we'd like both go over it. And then we'd individually edit and fact check, and then we'd both go over it all over again. So it was it was another zipper motion. It was zipper piecing motion. our our yep. little bits together and making making a whole book out of it. Zipper motion. But by the by the end, the amount of times we've gone through it together, it's very cohesive. Like right, because whenever whenever Brian wants to write something, I have to like watch him very carefully, like 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 a child <laughs> with that's playing with scissors. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm like, mm-hmm. be yeah. very careful with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so Alanis and I both came from well, Jalopnik, that, so like yeah. we both had that yeah, same yeah. style at the very start of our careers, and then we both. I mean, we had the gotcha. same goals for what this project was going to be, which was we started out very sassy, and then we were like, okay, for legal reasons, we have to mm-hmm. cut that back and not use words that have meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Those, those double connotations. So right. It, 
But is there still sass? There's still sass. There's st- it feels oh, like yeah. there's still. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it was just yeah, yeah, some words had to be removed. Some words had to be <laughs> right, to go. Right, right. Yes. And do you ever and you read a sentence that's lit and you're like, that's me or or like, what do you do when you feel like the other person is like dead weight in the in the partnership <laughs> like what how do you how do you deal with that <laughs> matt and i matt and i are writing is <laughs> matt and i are writing nice. something together right I now no, like no no i was actually i wasn't even talking about it. i was talking about the pod i was talking so, about a pod partnership <laughs> well the pod I, yeah. I feel like at this point every sentence in the book is a mixture of both of us because mm-hmm. she, elizabeth would come in and cut through my sentences and i would go in and cut through her sentences mm-hmm. to make them a mixture of both and so, mm. like, I I come from a creative writing background, and, and Alanis comes from the background. journalism background. So we had like a pretty good blend of like I could make it sound pretty, but she would make sure it was factually correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it, it it's ended up where like most of everything is a little bit of both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some parts where it's like I know I worked heavily on X Y Z, like the the old sponsor stuff. Like I know the history of F one. Like mm-hmm. that's my thing. So that's how. I did that stuff. And, and I did John Pierre Van Rosam, I think. Or did yes, you do John Pierre Van Rosam? I did, and then you did more. Oh, I did more. Yeah, I did yeah more. you like fact checked one of my things, and you were like, we can't just leave this man by himself. Yeah, no, like, I was we like, can't we can't just, just leave, leave this leave line in, in this. here. It's got to be more. It was like three paragraphs, and I was like, Elizabeth, we're making this like four pages yeah. about John <laughs> Pierre. We're making him a thing. Like, have, have you guys ever had any more. like drama between the two of you? No. Making this book? No, I don't think either of us give enough of a fuck. Yeah, like, no. Someone asked. Neither of us have egos. Day. Yeah, someone asked. Well, me well, because like, because like, you're like, here she goes about fucking Chris Angel again. I'm like, Senton, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the drama here. Oh no, 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 no. That's all. <laughs> that's all a bit. We're trying. We're trying to. We're trying to. We're trying to drive to survive. No. <laughs> you're gonna have to work hard to do that. <laughs> yeah. Lando Norris, Lando Norris, Daniel no, Ricardo vibes. So like, um, when you <laughs> but it's, it's also a not a bit because it's extremely genuine. Like I come from a very genuine place when I say all this stuff but when you go into a writing project without ego it doesn't matter what the other person does because you will find the middle ground so I'm an editor by trade I edit all day and every time I go into a story I go into it with no ego and as long as my writer also goes into it with no ego if they do go into it with ego it doesn't matter like I'll just you know do what I need to do squash it but If both people go into something with no ego, there are no issues because at the end of the day, I am not married to what I have written and Elizabeth is not married Mm. to what she has written. All we care about is finding the middle ground that makes it the perfect sentence, the perfect chapter, the perfect book. It doesn't matter. I think we were both both just eager to have it done is the main thing. Like the faster we get it done, the better. That was. And how do you how do you collaborate? with someone when you both have massive egos what, what do you what do you what do you God. what do you recommend you get rid there? of the ego <laughs> don't yes don't okay. collaborate you just get rid of the okay. ego <laughs> yes it's a little too late for that i think matt i think matt you i think matt you need to you need to take some <laughs> what they're saying. Take, yeah. you know, take take a lap around yeah. the block and come okay. back to with a better attitude <laughs> um okay so hot so we're hottest who hottest in, person in, this in the book. book? Elizabeth. That's a hard one. Who's who's your like and that th- was and so that, fucking I mean, sexy. I mean the obvious is I mean William's story is is we that is him. that guy. We've we've talked mm-hmm. about him. So who yeah, who who else would be the kind of like I goose? think I think even though he did not firsthand participate in the book, the guy who made it the funniest was probably Gunther. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So yeah. what what fu- did you hear any funny stories about him? I, you know, I actually, from the people I talked to, from the former employees, they actually really, really like his leadership style, even though he seems very crude and, like, 
mean on no bullshit. There's none of the. They said that they like the fact that there's no stupid politics. Like it's the not shit Christian you see Horner. that goes on. <laughs> <laughs> the shit that Christian Horner pulls. It's not, not the, the shit same that Christian like, Horner pulls. Yeah, exactly. They just tell you. Right. Gunther will tell you straight up if you suck. And yes. Will either tell you to fix it or give you the advice you need to get it better. Exactly. But he won't ever fire you. Like no. Io, their head engineer is. I think he's still there, right? I think so. Like, I think so. Yeah. So, so, so you got a very. But now he's looking good. Yeah, now he's looking good. Now. now he's you a know? genius. Now, he's a genius. Now he's a genius. Stick around long enough. Stick around long, long enough, and eventually you'll figure out how to do your fit. job. That's how it works. Um, yeah. But no, Ferrari will get their shit together. Um, a lot of the former employees we uh, talked to, they liked Gunther's approach because he's not like Christian Horner. He's not like being a weasel about stuff. He's not <laughs> politicking you. He's not doing all that. He, Christian like, Horner he, who? He just goes, this sucks. Exist. How are you going to fix it? And then you talk to him about how you're going to fix it. And they also really like the fact that Gunther kind of participates in everything. So he's not the team principal who stays away from everybody. He's the team principal who will walk around the shop and be like, what are you doing? How's it going? <laughs> how can I help? And they actually like that. And so that was a, right. the vibe I got from a lot of people. So, so he's he is Michael Scott. Like he's up in your business. Yes. Like mm-hmm. so so we're getting mm-hmm. drinks later? Like yes. I'm still trying to lock down <laughs> plans for the weekend. Yes. Uh, Correct. <laughs> That's our guy. Yeah, wow. Every- what about you? Uh, do you concur with that, Elizabeth? Or do you have No, you have honestly, else? I agree with that. Because, like, when we had to yeah. take our sass out, we got to put Gunther's in. Exactly. And he was, he that was, was like he was like the right. savior. Of, like, here's our color commentary. And it actually yeah. You know, it was not only Gunther, but the fact that Kevin Magnuson and Roman Grosjean were so dejected every single weekend (laughs) really helped. It was extremely funny. Because (laughs) the interviews. Yeah. So when we did a recap of the 2019 season in, I think, chapter four, um, we did a recap of the season. And I think this was Kevin. I think Mm -hmm. Kevin said this. Someone said, what are you hoping for this weekend? And Kevin said, hail tornado earthquake <laughs> like yeah. anything that would stop the race from happening was what kevin said right. and like he was praying for the houthis to strike yes. a oil facility <laughs> yeah. near the race and the fact so maybe it could be stopped the fact that they said this stuff throughout the season actually made it really easy to write the season recaps because it's like i cannot believe you just said that that's going in the book you know it was so funny Right, and so right, it was right. really nice that they said that. And it was also really funny that, you know, Roman was a little sassy in recapping 2019 when I talked to him. And that makes good book material. Thank right. you. And, right. it, and it really felt like the vibe I get from these from the from the Haas team was like like those years were just like it's just like a landlord. You have to pay the rent. You have to show up and they're doing the barest minimum. Was that sort of the impression that you got? I got the impression that they were trying as hard as they could to get any little bit of anything, mm-hmm. but it was just a constant negative cycle of nothing works. Mm. Yeah. And you can try okay. as hard as you want, but if nothing works and you're always sad about it, it makes it really hard to do your job. Like, you know, I did talk to one employee who this is in the book. Uh, they said like, they were having such a hard time that year and the demands were so high from the team that they were working out one morning at like a workout session and their phone, their like phone was going off, but their watch was going off because their phone was going off and they like 
kind of started having a panic attack because they were like, it's like four hours before work is supposed to start. I'm getting all of these messages about all this stuff we need to fix. And they kind of started having a panic attack. And one of the people who was around them was like, do you need to call like 911 or something? And they go, no, I just have to go to work. And they left the workout right. and they went to work. So it's just classic wow. bad workplace environment, not mm -hmm. necessarily because of leadership, but because everything sucks and no one knows how to fix it. But doesn't it suck because they don't have the money? Not necessarily, no. Because if you look okay. at 2018, they had the same amount of money then. Like, the budget didn't grow or shrink. They had the same amount of money in 2018, and they had a great car, and they finished fifth in the construction standings. It was just the car didn't work. And Haas right. was extremely impressive in 2018 based on the amount of money they were putting in and the size mm -hmm. of their team. Like, they had the smallest team. You know, Force India was 400 people. Haas was 250. They did a Damn. great job. Yeah. Right. So we keep we keep forgetting that Gunther's actually a genius. Would you say he's a genius? I would say he's a badass. About it. I would say what? he's a badass. I agree. I'd say I would say he's yeah. a badass. Um, he knows what he's doing, and I don't know if we give him enough credit for that. But he just looks like a car. He looks and sounds like a cartoon character. Absolutely. So Yes. Have you guys yes. ever interviewed him no. for anything? I mean, no, I, I want to. Perhaps maybe a long time ago. Uh, maybe in some kind of like event. Or How something. would you not remember? I, I do a lot of things. Because at that point, there probably wasn't anything interesting to ask him. Yeah, I do a lot of things. He did it in like 2017. Like, what do you. Yeah, I mean, like, um, back in like 2015 and 2016, like, there's just not a lot going on because it was a new team. But in. I think it was 2015. I got pulled into a meeting with Bernie Ecclestone and Nikki Lauda and Toto Wolf. <laughs> oh. And I was like, literally like a second year college student. And they picked like 10 people to come to this meeting. And I was one of them. Dang. And when I got the call to say, come to this meeting with Bernie Ecclestone, I was like, well, am I in trouble? Because if I'm in trouble, I don't want to come. <laughs> and they said, no, you're not in trouble. He just wants to talk to everyone. And I said, all right. Sure, I'll come. And then I go, and it's Bernie Ecclestone and Nikki Lauda and Toto Wolf. And we're all in this like wow. room together, and it's pouring rain outside because it was, it must have been 2015. It was the year it was yeah, pouring it rain be. outside. Um, and we all just sat in this room for like two hours. That's crazy because that same year, that wow. same year, Bernie Ecclestone almost ran me over with a go kart. Nice. That was. Is he evil? Bernie, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. He's a little, little cretin, and he's yeah. such a looks small like, little he dude. Looks like a little evil little man. He's yeah, such a he's, small little guy. He's a little smeagle. Like he's awful. <laughs> he's a small little guy. <laughs> he did. He did okay. He was. He did good things, but also he was the worst thing for Formula One ever. <laughs> he what was, did he? He's the one that made it popular, though. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who developed the TV deals and yes, everything, and like the promotional aspects and. The reason Formula One is big today is because Bernie Ecclestone made it big. Mm -hmm. But so also why is it bad? So why is he was terrible the whole way? Yes, he was he terrible was, the whole time, and he still and is he, terrible. He like he he appreciated the way that Hitler got things done. Yes, that is an exact quote. That's <laughs> an exact. He quote. said that. Yes, he, he yeah. said Bernie Eccleston says I appreciated the way he got yes. things done. That is yes. an actual quote from that Bernie. Is a, that is an exact quote. So he didn't wow. he didn't add a qualifier like no, no. except for the genocide. No. No. 
<laughs> Absolutely not. No, no, you can Google this. No. This is an actual thing. Yeah. Bernie Eccles. It, it was like, it was headlines because it was considering that Max Mosley also ran <laughs> Formula One for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. they got, they have a fascist streak. In uh, Max Mosley, <laughs> Max Mosley is front and center in chapter one of the Rich yes, Energy book because that was just too, that was too good to ignore. So front and center. What did Max Mosley have to do with Rich Energy? It, this was an it example was a, it was of about corruption. the scandal. Yes, yes. Oh. an example corruption. of corruption and scandal right. within Formula One, and we went ahead and put having him having Nazi style orgies is definitely qualified. Don't for say that. Nazi. It, remember I'm prison sorry. camp. It was prison, prison camp. camp style orgies. Prison camp. <laughs> that was one of their arguments against the the description of it in News of the mm-hmm. World. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. You uh, you know what that means? You know what that means? You fucking people who listen to this podcast it means you got to buy this fucking <laughs> book. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, Alanis, Elizabeth, thank Absolutely. you so much for thank coming you. on the podcast. Where can people, when is the book coming out? Where can people buy it? Where can people also find you? And, and anything else that you guys want to want to plug? Oh, Elizabeth, go. go. for it. Uh, our book is available uh, at McFarland and Company Books. You can also find it on our website, the rich, it's just richenergybook.com. Rich yes. Yeah, where you can also sign up for updates for additional things like audiobooks, ebooks. Um, oh God, autograph copies, international editions, whatever, yes. whatever you want. We will be giving you information about that. So currently, uh, am, yeah, yes. it's only available for pre-order in the United States. Currently you can pre-order it elsewhere, but there is a higher shipping cost. If you do that, we are getting mm-hmm. international distribution. America first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're getting international <laughs> distribution sorted out so that orders will be available for international distribution soon. But currently, you know what? We have to get up early for all their shit. So they, can pay a little they extra for the wait. shipping. Right. Yeah, they're fucking bitching that's about the saying. LA. Right. They're bitching about the Vegas Grand Prix ah. and and not about Saudi Arabia, Bahrain. Yeah. Yeah. What is the, with the America hate? Yeah, and so why is everyone hating on America? I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you if you would like to pre-order it and you're not in the United States and you don't want to pay that higher shipping cost, we have a mailing list on richenergybook.com where we will let you know when it's coming out. The, our mailing list is not at all frequent. We are not going to bother you. We will send you an email literally once every like four months when something extremely important happens. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, you will not hear from us because we do not want to bug you because we value your time so if you would like updates about it please sign up on the website also we will mm. post updates about it on our social media accounts i am alanis in king on social media i would be alanis king but there's a guy named alan who thinks he's really royal and special um so <laughs> you mean that's not your burner account that is not my burner account no alan is king is alan, not alan is burner king. Account, but you can find me at alanis in as in nicole king k-i-n-g online and yeah that's where i'm at yeah I'm at Eliz, E-L-I-Z underscore Blackstock because my name's too damn long to fit. So, correct. That's me. God. For sure. Well, thank you yeah. so much for coming Thanks on for having us. This, the, the pod. Um, I look forward to reading the book. Is it, uh, here's a question. Is there going to be an we audio? We are hoping book? so. Hopefully. We are getting that sorted because obviously we really value accessibility and allowing people to not only listen to it while they're doing other things, but also letting people listen to it when they can't read it themselves. So we are working on that. Or, you know, una- right now. unable to read illiterate. In also Brian's a case. Um, people illiterate like me. But yeah, so we're working on that with the publisher right now because obviously like we really want it to be accessible as accessible as possible. So yes, we're going to try to do if that. If you pay me costs. $500, I will read the whole book to you over the phone. Over the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Live. Hell yeah. <laughs> Live. Hell yeah. <laughs> Amazing.
Um, well, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And I would uh, say that Chris yeah, Angel's we'll is six, by the way. Oh, that hurts. Six. Oh, yeah, I would say that Chris... I'd say he's a seven. A I'd say he's, he's a seven, six. maybe he's a six, 7. but I'm going to have to have When he's to young, when he's young, when he was young and he's tight. He still is pretty tight. For <laughs> <laughs> well, Artificially wait. tight. Time artificially out, time tight. out, time out, time some out. Work, some work's uh, been done. Uh, <laughs> this hurts my feelings. Alanis, you're married, correct? Yeah. Do you get like a hall pass if it's Chris Angel? Uh, you'll have to ask my husband. Uh, my husband. You've never asked him that? I'm uh, shocked. Listen, Chris Angel has... <laughs> You've asked every driver in, in America to do a cartwheel, but you haven't listen, asked your, your um, husband if you get a haul basket Chris Angel. <laughs> you asked Pierre Gasly how hot he is, listen, but not your husband? My so husband what's his strongly, rating? My husband strongly avoids Chris Angel conversation because he thinks it's weird. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, <laughs> oh, so you gotta get you gotta get your rocks think, off yeah, on podcasts. Exactly. And, he with, thinks with, it's and with and with the top tier exactly. drivers of the so world. You didn't, you didn't join motorsport because the guys are hot. You but you did uh, get into magic because Chris Angel. Angel's hot, Absolutely, correct? yeah. Uh, okay, 100%. Cool. Love magic. Love Chris Angel. Love it. Amazing. Um, yeah, no, my <laughs> husband thinks it's weird, so we don't talk about Chris Angel very much because he thinks I'm weird. Um, <laughs> it's a whole thing. But you know what? Chris Angel's partner is only a few years older than me, which is means I am like in the fine. perfect age range. So so, so, so when he wants <laughs> to when he wants to trade down. Yeah. He, he's when got he you. wants a younger one. Come on. Yep. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's great. That I've got derailed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of this podcast, what we usually say, we we, we open, we, you know, we say like, uh, what's mm-hmm. that, Vangas, because of um, the famous Gunter uh-huh. Steiner quote. So we always end with um, a goodbye. Oh, nice. Wait, I have one more so question for you. D- yes, go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. You have free tickets to Chris Angel. No, I bought them. In Vegas. Wait, hold on. In Vegas. No, I bought them. You have, f- no, 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 f- no, I, I, I have, I have, this oh, okay. I, I thought we were talking Just about this month. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm giving you. Wait a minute. I'm giving you front row seats. I do have those. VI yeah. backstage pass, pass yes. to Chris Angel. Correct. Yes, I have those. For You're like month. yes, yes. I haven't finished the fucking question <laughs> yet. <laughs> or, 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 and it's the same weekend as the Vegas Grand Prix, and you have all the paddock, all the access for that one. I'm Which going to Chris you Angel. T- you can only do one. You can only do one. I'm going to Chris Angel. 100%. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, holy I've, been, shit. I've been VIP at a lot of Formula One races. I've been VIP at a lot of Chris Angel shows. But you know what? Chris Angel's getting old. We don't know how many more shows he's going to do. They're going to be You're a like, lot of He doesn't look old. One he one looks amazing. I, he does look amazing. Yeah, Thank he you. Lo- he's 120 <laughs> yes, actually. years old, actually. But listen, Chris Angel... But through his, the power we of illusion. <laughs> you don't have time for my illusions, Dad. You don't have time for my <laughs> illusions. We don't Wait, know who's how the much other longer. one? David, why do you feel about David Blaine? Uh, I mean, listen, You once you pick a magician or illusionist, Chris Angel likes to be called an illusionist. Once you pick an illusion, <laughs> that's illusionist, right. <laughs> like, that's your that's your battle. That's the side you're on. In well, the also, war. David Blaine's not really an illusionist. His whole thing is that he, like, actually <laughs> yeah. stabs himself. Well, Chris Angel also <laughs> actually, like, stabs himself and does that stuff, too. Chris Angel also does that. But oh, really? he just doesn't like to call it magic. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Sh- shut your mouth. He's like, he doesn't make a big thing out of it. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> make a big <laughs> thing <laughs> out of it, okay? Yeah. He doesn't bring ego. He d- he's <laughs> egoless, yeah, just absolutely. like you as an editor. Uh-huh, exactly. But, yes, if I were to choose between those things, I would absolutely choose Chris Angel because I will be very... VIP at a lot more Formula One races, but we don't know how much longer Chris Angel is going to be doing shows. Okay. Okay. Well, if you keep, if you keep stabbing, not much longer. Exactly. Who, 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 <laughs> who's winning this year? 
Uh, who's winning the championship oh, this yeah. year? Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, the fans at home. Me. Okay. <laughs> I'm winning the championship. Okay. I'm going to be a late season entry, and then I'm just going to wipe the floor with everyone, and then I'm going to win. Does she, okay. Elizabeth, do you ever, like, think about, like, medicating her? <laughs> <laughs> she, no, no, because then she takes the spotlight off me, and I just get to chill for, like, exactly. two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Eliz- Elizabeth's been asleep for half of this podcast. <laughs> All right, Elizabeth, who do you think is going to win? <sighs> That's the thing is, like, I don't know, and I don't want anyone to win. I don't like mm-hmm. anyone. Lewis oh. Hamilton oh, historic game. You don't like anyone? Is what you, I would love you to don't say. like Max or Charles? I, Who I, likes Max? I like, I like Charles. I hate Max, actually. But Ooh. I like Charles, okay, but I no, don't I like I actually Ferrari. know people who like Max. And you know what? Max right. is humanizing himself by having cats. So I, fine. I'll, no. I'll give it to Max. Max is okay. No. See, see people who like cats are weird. See, we're, to me. Char- we're Charles fans, but we're not Ferrari okay, fans. That's fair. As well. That's understandable. And you know what? We like Max because Listen, this sport is so much more interesting with Max. I'll give it what to Max. Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen took the seats of every about? single one of my favorite drivers for years. I was a Jean Eric Vern fan. I was a Daniel Kvyat fan. I hear this fan. once a week. And he, well, he took a lot more than Daniel Kvyat's seat. Too. You know <laughs> a lot more than Daniel Kvyat's seat. You know I hear this. Yeah. At least I have a, a personal week. vendetta against him from from the standpoint of like, yeah, it makes my job easier to find things to write about. But my God, I don't like him. I retract what I said. I like Max mm. because he entertains <sighs> me. Um, you wrote a book about rich energy. Finally, you we, are the trash <laughs> merchants. You love, love the trash. drama. You two, I love you trash. two are red flags. You <laughs> are you. red flag cult. This is red this flag is culture. Thank you. This, this is, is right why we culture. had you on the pod. You like the drama. I do. Without mm-hmm. Max, what do you get, Lewis, Mister PR? Like I love everybody. Thank you so much to everybody on the track. You know he does do that up. every I single lo- week. Yeah. Um, yeah. First thing, first thing I want to do is thank the fans. My favorite thing <laughs> in the world is this photo Elizabeth has of Max Verstappen driving a cart. And he looks... Oh, my God. It looks like someone just stole his puppy <laughs> and also kicked him in the shins at the same... Like, he looks so He's miserable. not having any fun he's at all. He's not having any fun. He's go-karting, and he's fun. not having a single smidge of fun. He's not having... <laughs> there's, no, there's not any light behind his eyes at all. No light in his eyes. He's got dead eyes. It is the funniest mm-hmm. picture I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He looks miserable. And, it's and it, after, <laughs> at that same event where I took that picture, he proceeded to make salsa and then talked about how much he doesn't like salsa. So again, <laughs> more reasons I don't like him. Max Verstappen. That's his, yeah. that's his life oh in a nutshell. Yeah, that's a whole podcast yeah. right there. That's his life in a nutshell. Yeah. He, he <laughs> makes salsa. He doesn't mm-hmm. like salsa. He races cars. Mm-hmm. For his father's love, presumably. Yes, for his father's love. That's what he's going for. Which is Man, never going to yeah. get Which is it. never going to happen. God, poor Max. I feel bad for yeah. him. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> that was great. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, Let's God. end it right there. This is the Red Flags podcast. As we say in this podcast, later, Vengas. Goodbye, Vengas. Go oh, us? It. Bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wankers, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Where's your accent? <laughs> I'm not going to use an accent. You're not going to use you an accent? You just wrote a whole book about Haas. No, I'm not going to use an accent. <laughs> That's so the one the thing you won't do. That's your one line. <laughs> <laughs> You'll fucking talk about Angel. I don't want to.
and Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> but you won't fucking. You'll no. share TikToks of wanting Chris Angel to step on you. Elizabeth, now's your time. Elizabeth, now's your now's your, your turn. You gotta, 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 gotta. Woo! She yeah. did it. Yeah. Thank you Thank guys you. so much. Thank you.